Welcome to the Agency Collective Tales with Ellie Hale, our podcast where we talk to our brilliant agency owners about all things agency life. So today on the podcast, I am joined by Ollie Fawcett from 303 London. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Ollie. No, my pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. So like we do always with the Agency Collective Tales, can you start at the beginning? How did you start your agency? A long time ago now, I'm only 25, but it feels like I've been around for a little while. But yeah, I started at 17 when I was at school. The business itself, which wasn't necessarily agency at the time, originally started off in theatre. So I was just, I'm not very good at school and, and highly dyslexic and has no interest in academic side of life. So I just got together with some friends and said, let's start a little production house and try and raise some money for some theatre shows and try and see what that looks like. And I thought that was a very impossible task. So I wanted to try and see if we could do it. And we did. And we sold out of theatre shows throughout the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, London. We had stuff down south and we sold them out because we created content and ran Twitter ads at the time, actually, to sell out the shows. So we were going to the Edinburgh Fringe and the shows were sold out because we had used Ollie, I digital. used to be an actress in a past life like where the hell were you 10 years ago <laughs> when we were doing fringe shows to maybe four people bloody yeah hell. but yeah I think we had like we were at the fringe we did like a I think we did 14 days of shows at the fringe maybe more but we had like two shows which because you do two shows a day sometimes more and our shows were just sold out because we just hyped them up so much. At the time, I was learning photography and videography, like I had done from when I was a kid. And we just sent them out and we used Twitter ads, like we worked out how they worked and, and went from there. So after that was all over, a lot of the kind of the team that were around me at the time went off to uni and that kind of thing. So I really had a passion for creative and also the platforms, like obviously that's 2016, 2017. So the platforms are really evolving then. Particularly Twitter at the time was getting huge. Instagram was kind of like getting its dominance. And obviously Facebook, that's kind of peak Facebook time, I would say. But I decided just to start creating content for brands really, and also running organic platforms. And then we did that for quite a long time, which is why we're officially eight years old almost on paper. But I spent a lot of time having an agency. I didn't go to uni. I just spent the time learning the craft. So where we are today, where we're 25 people strong, growing so much and all that great stuff and multiple service lines from a creative team to paid team to organic team to email team, whatever it might be. I've done every job in the agency. Like I like that about the way I've grown because I understand you're a photographer and you don't have the right information on a shoot. I know what it feels like, you know, I know how long an edit takes. I can see around problems. So it's given me quite a nice springboard and it's meant old on paper, but we generally are just kind of getting started. So that's how we got going, I guess, and how we got to where we are today. How amazing. Is it just you, you sole founder? Yeah, so I founded the business in 2013. And then two years ago, I did a shoot for an amazing juice brand in London called Press, run by an amazing guy called Ed Foy. And I was doing a shoot for them. And I met this guy, Jamie, who was their brand manager at the time. This was about three years ago. And we got talking. And back then I was five years into my journey and like, I don't mind sitting at the top by myself, but I just knew that I needed someone just to bounce off and have conversations with. So I brought Jamie in. He wanted to move on from press and I offered him just a normal role at 303. We were five, six members of staff at that point. And I just said, look, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I think he had a job offer from PepsiCo, but he came to us and... That was amazing because I was just like, how the hell am I going to beat PepsiCo on the hiring front? But he took a gamble and now almost two and a half years later, he's an owner as well. So he has part of the company as a shareholder and he sits as managing director while I sit as CEO. And it's amazing. We're doing it together. And I think we're both very similar, but we're both very different. Obviously, there's always the fun days where you're making those decisions and working that out. 
And sometimes there's obviously friction. We're all human mm-hmm. beings. But at the end of the day, me and Jamie just have one goal in mind, and that's to build something so special that we're so proud of. So I think having someone beside me was really important, like my right hand man, effectively. I don't like being by myself too much. I like having someone to just talk things through and have those conversations. And, and I'm annoying as hell, you know, I'm super ADHD and all those things. So I don't really switch off from it because I'm so obsessed with it. So he's there to moderate me and ensure that I'm giving my attention to the right places and that kind of thing. Did you know to grow your business, you would have to give away part of your business? Did you have that foresight or did you just think, <laughs> I want to really. work with this I... guy, we can do some brilliant things together. And then it did it just evolve yeah, so there's three shareholders in the company now. There's myself, Jamie, and then a guy called Chris Donnelly who owns Verb Brands. He's also a shareholder and our chairman at the moment, and he's an advisor to the board. But I think for me, it's the right people. I've built this business by learning on the job. I have an E in GCSE business. That's all I have as a qualification, right? So I'm not an expert in that field. And I've spent eight years learning how to run a company, learning what that process looks like. And I think the team around me, the inner circle of what I want to put around myself, that's really important to me. Jamie, even though he's been here for two and a half years, without going to the details of the deal, he earned the right to have a piece of the pie, I guess. The guy gave up his life effectively through COVID because we had to battle that. And getting through COVID was a really interesting time because I think it's going to shape our future so much from a business perspective. The adversity we had to have to go through COVID, we didn't furlough a single member of staff, which was an amazing achievement for me. I just felt that we should try and do it ourselves. There's more people that needed to furlough. So stuff like that. And you know, How many staff do you have, Oli? We've now got 23, I want to say. amazing. Wow. Yeah, so it's great. We're moving to a huge office. Well, not a huge office. We came to the complex room in Fulham. Literally three weeks after COVID hit, we moved office, which was always interesting. So we went to a 500 square foot office, which was great. And then March this year, we moved to 1,000 square foot. And then in January, we moved to 2,500 square foot. And the reason why I say that with a level of pride is because I started off in 100 square foot shoebox for four years. And now just the opportunity to have people in this space. We're kind of interesting when it comes to the remote working from home thing. I think we're a creative agency. So I love people just being together. And I love the buzz of an office. And it's not about everyone just churning through computers, just the conversations you hear. And I use culture as a very loose word because I think it's really interpreted in different ways now. But I just love human beings collaborating together and and making, to be honest, just epic shit. Like it's just what 303 is about. And going through the hard times together and we're all young in some shape or form. So we've got so much to learn and we're all learning together and people looking out for each other. And look, when you're 23 people and the average age of the office, I think is like 26, 27 now. And I'm one of the younger ones. People aren't going to get on. There's going to be friction. There's going to be these things. But actually all that stuff makes us stronger week by week. So we're really investing in office space next year for that pure reason of one If you're creative and collaborative, I think you need to be next to each other. But also we have a full creative team, a full paid team, full organic team, multiple service lines, multiple teams we're building out. And especially from the paid perspective, we're building out multiple different platform integrations just because of the way that we think that Facebook and Google is going to go over the next couple of years. We're looking at other universes to make sure that the metaverse doesn't do too much. Can't say too much, I guess, to give it away, but we're really looking at that, which means more teams, more people, more creatives, just amazing people doing amazing stuff. It's kind of what we love. Amazing. How do you feel about the people management side of running the agency? You're obviously really passionate about what you do. You're passionate about serving the clients and the magic you're creating. But how do you feel about the humdrum the HR, you've talked a little bit about friction between members of your team. How do you feel about that? Do you relish that as part of being a business owner or do you think, oh shit, let's pass that on? 
The first thing is I love the sound of my own voice. So if someone comes to me with a problem, we want to talk about it. I'll talk about it for ages. I think being a business owner and having a conversation with people and chatting about their personal life or they've got issues here or whatever it might be, I like that side of it. The reality of growing an agency to probably 50, 60 people over the next 18 months, two years, and also internationally as an office is going to be that I can't have those conversations all the time. So we're really looking at it. We're starting to work with external resource like Sanctus. I don't know if you know those guys, but they're an amazing business. And I met George about four years ago now, I think through a client. It must be three years ago, just before COVID. He was on the journey. So we're working at how we integrate that. But I think for me, it comes to the senior team. I think the senior team are really important in terms of how they're trained. And when I say trained, like the exposure they have to understanding problems that human beings have, right? Everyone's got stuff going on in the person life everyone's got relationships everyone's got stresses in the workplace there's so much going on so to be honest it's something we're really trying to discover and we are looking at hr teams and all that kind of stuff but it's about addressing the whole company everyone needs to be on the same page of how we have those conversations and i love those conversations personally because it's my opportunity to give my members of staff something back more than a salary or an opportunity to work yeah, like giving them you know, time exactly it's almost not as precious as that it's just if i can help one member of staff a year change something in their life that was negative and I'll be happy so I look at it like that way but the way that we want to approach it as an agency is everyone has some understanding of those conversations and connections and how to have those conversations right and that's why I think Sanctus are doing an amazing job because they work with management teams and it's not just right we're bringing this HR person in and they'll deal with all the problems I don't think that's a model works I don't obviously know because I've never had a job but I don't imagine that it works it's not not the model that works for you anyway you want exactly real conversations happening between members of all teams yeah exactly and whatever we can do as an agency to help we try but obviously we're just very transparent we say look people going home for christmas for example this year and flying to countries that are maybe still red listed mm-hmm. working that problem out we would do everything we can but we really take into consideration every eventuality and we really invest our time in that because we've got people from all over the world working with us now who are living in London, which is just amazing. Brilliant. And obviously like they want to go home for Christmas and the stress of COVID just still exists and what that might look like and putting in contingencies and working mm. things out and also making sure the team that are left back in London over that period is still not stressed because someone might get stuck in a country for four yeah, months or whatever it might be. So there's all those things and, and we just try and be as fair as possible. But the biggest thing for me that I learned is just be to be as transparent as possible. I open yeah. up with my team about my personal things, the things I struggle with, whatever it might be. I'm trying to be very open and expose myself in that way so that people feel like they can do the same the other way around. I think yeah. it's really important. Yeah, absolutely it is. So who is 303 London right now, this version of your agency? What are you best known for and what yes. are you working on at the moment that you're really excited about? Our big focus this year has been around direct-to-consumer businesses. That's been the biggest thing we focused on. We have had a few other things. We've done a lot with the Burlington Arcade in London. So we've been with them for, I think, seven, eight months now. And we just launched the whole Bond thing with them. And that was an amazing experience. And we've done a few other bits and pieces and we've worked in the tech space for sure. We're working with this amazing business, Lottie, which is completely changing the care home industry. Yeah, which is just incredible. So Lottie is doing some amazing stuff and I think it's going to have an amazing trajectory. So we're obviously giving them our time there now. But next year for us is about direct-to-consumer. We feel that we're building an ecosystem at 303, which will inevitably allow any direct-to-consumer business, any size, all things considered, to come in and plug straight into an ecosystem that does every side of a digital footprint for them. So our first approach to this space was we do the creative and we also do your digital stuff all in-house. We're not bringing in freelancers, we're not doing anything that. Everything's connected, you get a team, that's what's assigned. 
we're now building that out into multiple different possibilities and a lot that would be built out next year because that's what we think is the next play and especially with the year of Facebook and Apple still attacking each other in whatever shape or form we're looking at that and I think it's really interesting and I think there's a lot of stress on the Facebook agency that's really dominant in Facebook and Google and tracking and acquisition and attribution and all these things and I think a lot of agencies and a lot of people I speak to are going is this bad news for us what's going to happen and I think when it first all came out I would speak to a lot of people that were so stressed and shitting themselves about it but actually we're looking at it as an opportunity because there are so many other families like the Amazon family for example like what is Alexa going to be for marketers in a year's time I think it's going to be something really special they're just putting it in cars Jaguar have done the deal etc etc how is buying going to happen through that what's that going to look like and Amazon have got Twitch we're now looking a lot into Twitch and how we're building that out and podcasts like this how's advertising working across everything digital because Facebook might crash and burn at some point it probably wouldn't but Meta might not go the way it should but one thing that will always exist is the internet so as long as that's there yeah, we can do sure, our job going anywhere Exactly. So it comes into that quite a lot. So I think our approach is obviously e-commerce direct consumer is our focus. We have a team that are very tailored towards that. We don't close doors on anything necessarily at the moment, but next year we probably will do. We've had some amazing stuff happen this year in the direct consumer business from scaling family businesses from the 1800s to 2021. Report London is a great example of that. We took those guys, they're a family run business, they're fourth generation. They've gone through two world wars We went through COVID with them, amazing still run family business with their own factory, which is incredibly rare in the leather goods business. And we've made them digital and they've now got a massive American business. They're doing really well in the UK. Yeah, really good. I think working with a family business is amazing because VC backed companies that don't have control, et cetera, et cetera. I think there's obviously so many of them now. So having a family run business that have got a daughter, a son, a father of them, and then they originally started off making pocket watches, all these amazing things. That's what it's about for us. So it's great. And then we've had collecting cars, which have been an amazing success. So a car auction platform that have exploded over the last 18 months, two years. They've done so much. They've just hit, I think they've done four world record now sales. One of them was yesterday, I think, which was for a McLaren P1, 1.6 mil, which is the highest that car's ever been sold at. So we've been doing a lot of digital stuff for them and we still do a little creative for them as well. And working, they're actually really close to us, but the founder of that business is just very inspiring to me and Jamie as well in terms of how much he's looking to grow and have impact with that business they're operating globally we're helping them do some of that as well so this year's been great as an agency we've grown 15 percent month on month every single month since january and we'll close out the year doing that Um, Holly, that is staggering that is like (laughs) staggering growth what's the secret to 303 london and that crazy growth that's like mad yeah to be honest looking back i was talking first about someone the other day and i was really trying to put my finger out the effort you know i could go like oh i had this great idea and it just kind of happened and we strategized and blah blah, blah. to be honest it's weekly daily focus we become obsessed with the numbers because we had to we've really become obsessed with hiring and how what that looks like and we've really struggled with that as every agency has because of the space But we've just tried everything we can on all of those clients to make it work. So we're always trying to push the clients as much as we can. We're always trying to build out more service lines. We're trying to become the one-stop shop effectively as much as we can. But it's really about getting obsessed with that growth. To achieve growth that we've achieved, we became obsessed with it. So it's weekly, it's every monthly board meeting, it's having good advice, it's having one person focusing on that another person focusing on what comes in the door once it's in, what that might look like. We haven't done that much marketing. It's been a lot of referral. It's been a lot of opportunities that we've jumped on and to see if they work and that kind of thing. So 
There is no secret. You I, might I have like... hit the nail on the head there, Ollie. From <laughs> the 17-year-old that thought, sod it, let's just start a production house and see what happens to yeah, opportunities yeah. that you're just trying. I think perhaps the key to your success then is that you're trying. you fearless. You just think, sod it, I'm in, let's go. To be honest, the other, I just do not want to get to the later years of my life and regret the early years. I think so many of my friends, guys I went to uni, people that are in jobs they hate at young ages, with all due respect, I could get to 30 and do something completely different. I'm still a kid. That's the way I look at it. So that's my attitude. I'm still running on the gamble. It might pay off. It might be something that I dreamed it could be, but that dream just evolved so much. But we're working towards that dream. And to be honest, if we ever achieve it, I'm a bit worried that I'll be like, oh, is this it? Have we done it? Because I think I like the journey more, you know? And I think I a lot think of you, I don't still... think so, Ollie. You've got the spirit. You'll find another adventure or you'll find a way to tweak it. You're just yeah. going to keep on striving in maybe different avenues, right? Exactly. And to be honest, just running a business is just the most exciting job you could ever have. It's stressful. It's horrible sometimes. You're like, how the hell are we going to sort this out? You go through things like COVID and you're just like, what even is the future, right? But we just keep trucking on and we just keep going. And we've had moments where if it's team, they're just like, this is mental. We just keep growing. Like, how does this even happen? And everyone's like, we're the fastest growing agency and you see it all on LinkedIn and stuff, but we're just focused on ourselves. We just want to do the best job for the team that are here. New hires that come in or people that maybe leave, whatever it might be. One mission at 303 is to do the best job we can and make something special. And for people to walk away with a bit of a legacy, you know, I want the core team that were here, people like Jamie, people like Brad, those kind of guys, like people that have been here from the earlier days. I want them to walk into any job they want in 10 years time and get the job because of 303. That's what I want for them. You know, I think we're trying to create that for them, create that path where if you've worked at 303, you're seen as, oh, actually, let's definitely have a conversation with that person. Because that's what they will get. That's the reward for the commitment they've shown to and the graph business. They're putting in now, yeah. Completely, the business and me. So that's what I want from the team. And they definitely deserve it already. But we've still got such a long way to go to get to the mission, to get to the end goal. Just to finish off, Oli, thank you so much. It's been great chatting. But if you had to try and sum up, what would you say your key learning has been as an agency owner? I've got two. One that I did and one that I didn't do. The one thing I did was the importance of cash flow for an agency is so important. COVID has taught us a lot that cash flow, the agencies that didn't look after cash flow and didn't monitor that and look after that side of their business and just sort of neglected it. Unfortunately, they were the ones that really suffered at the beginning of COVID. So that was the biggest one. But on the flip side of that was investing earlier on, investing in team, you know, the quality of team, but also investing in the growth of the business. We haven't spent that much money in marketing this year. We haven't made any huge, huge, huge hires, which we're about to do till the 11th month of the year. So it's investing in and believing in yourself that you can make that investment. I think at the beginning of the year, we didn't believe the growth would keep going. And if we had have done and made a few bigger strategic moves earlier and invested the cold, hard cash in those areas, God knows where we could be now, you know. So yeah, those are my two things. Like any agency owner I talk to, I just say, treat your cash flow as one of the most important financial things for you and make sure that's monitored and looked after. I still personally look after that with the finance team, but I'm pretty obsessed with that because I've just seen two of my friends lost their agency at the beginning of COVID because the cash flow was just not there and not even a bounce back loan could save them, you know. So that was one. And thinking in hindsight, like we just had invested a few more strategic moves a little bit earlier. I think we would have bigger growth, but now we know what to do next year, right? That's amazing, Ollie. Thank you so much. I feel about 120 years old now. Not at all. Not I'm going to go and seriously think about what the hell I've been doing with my life. <laughs> Great. I'll be knocking on your door for a job. Thanks ever so. <laughs> no it's been lovely. Thank you so much for having me and best of luck with it. Thanks so much for listening. 
please don't forget to subscribe, stay in touch, and if you like what you hear, find out more at theagencycollective.co.uk.